It's more than just your output, more than a bike. When you hear your shout out, you know it's all right. Put on your magic pants and let's go. We're cruising into the power zone. Clip in, set yourself free. Come on and take a ride with me. Know what you need to know and what's it all about. Welcome to the Clip Out, episode 52. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. To the Clip Out. To the Clip Out. One year old. Don't sing it, because then we have to pay royalties. I thought that was like a royalty-free song. I thought it was in the public domain. No. They were suing to try to get into the public domain. Some people say that it's in the public domain. Some people say it's not. So just err on the side of caution <laughs> and don't sing the song. Do one of what those. If I hum it. No, not that. No, stop it. <laughs> that's the same thing. That's still that's still a song. So like you can do what what I'll let you do is mm-hmm. you can do like one of those like uh, Olive Garden or Chili's things where they're like happy happy birthday birthday happy birthday 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 happy. Birthday. Birthday. To the clip out. To the clip out. That's why they do that. And then I'll make you wear a bucket on your head. <laughs> I like when I get to sit on the little saddle at, what is that place called? <laughs> Our bedroom. <laughs> oh, you mean Texas Roadhouse. Texas Roadhouse. <laughs> I went a totally different direction. I noticed. <laughs> but 52 episodes. That's 52. one full year. We haven't missed a week. We have not. There might have been weeks where you wished we had missed a week. <laughs> you might have been like, whoo, that one was a week. No pun intended. It was a weak week. But, uh, but. But we still did it anyway. We did it. <laughs> Remember a long time ago when you're like, no one's going to listen. Why am I doing this? <laughs> do you remember that? Maybe. Do you remember that time? Yeah. This is, I don't know how to do this. It's never going to work. This is dumb. Why did I say I was going to do this? Do you remember that? Shut up. That was a year ago today. <laughs> yeah. Just just pointing that out there. Thanks. For the next time you find some other thing that you're like, I can't do it. <laughs> and I'll be like, you've done lots of things that were much more difficult. <laughs> they don't want to know the gesture I just made. No. Maybe they do, but you don't no. want them to know. No. So, uh, so fifty-two of these things. Yep. It's probably a good time to stop, don't you think? Yeah, I think okay. we're good. Let's Thanks go for out. listening, everybody. Keep nice. pedaling. No. <laughs> so, what do you have in store for the people this week? Well, we have some changes that came up to the OPP. We had to talk about. Okay. We're going to talk about new details for the Tread Studio. That's a big deal. And uh, we're going to talk about Hairgate. Uh-oh. Uh-huh. Well, I think we all know I wasn't involved. <laughs> we do. And uh, also, we might have a visit from the Step Fairy. Awesome. Well, before we get to all that, uh, shameless plugs, don't forget, we're available on iTunes. You can go there, rate, review, subscribe. Uh, it helps us tremendously and lets iTunes know that we're alive. And maybe one day they'll feature us. I mean, it is our birthday. It would have been it would have been great if they had done it this week. Yeah. <laughs> I guess are we? I guess we can't be new and notable anymore. Now we we're can, just notable. We're just just notable. Just just notable. So, <laughs> uh, so if you could go there and leave a review, that would be very helpful. So we have a new review. If you would like to hear it, absolutely. So this is from Java Sport. Is it possible to totally be in love with a voice? Oh, thank. Oh, I think so, Crystal. 
and her sidekick, <laughs> what's his name? <laughs> this took an ugly turn. <laughs> Keeps you up to date with the weekly happenings in the world of Peloton. Very well done and keeps you laughing and coming back each week for more with interesting topics and personal stories. Aw, who is and, that? Uh, the leaderboard name is Java Sport. Aww, so thank awesome. you. Thank you very much. Crystal and what's his name are very grateful for your <laughs> review. Hmm. So if you would like to have your review read on the show, uh, we would love to do it. Unless you're a dick. Just to be clear. <laughs> Just to be clear So um, you can do that by going to iTunes Also don't forget that we have a Facebook page Facebook.com slash the clip out You can go there Join the clip out group Stay updated on things throughout the week So uh, there that's all of that house cleaning So uh, let's dig in shall we Sure It's time for news of the Peloton So Dennis from what I understand Got his hair mm-hmm. caught an offense? No. Some sort of gate? No. While he was go- coming home from school? <laughs> no. Oh. That is not at all. Okay. What happened? Well, perhaps you could bring me up to speed. It's what you do. It is. It is. All right. So here's the deal. Okay. We're we're doing a 45 minute DJ ride. Okay. And first of all, it's already special because it's DJ John Michael and Dennis Morton. And you might remember that that was one of the rides that got deleted. During the whole deletion scare So they're scare. recreating it They were recreating it These two just have magic It's like kind of like how they used to do live TV They would do it live <laughs> for the East Coast And then they would do it live for the West Coast This was for the West Coast Right And uh, so you start and, and it's just magic from moment one There's Dennis and there's DJ John Michael And they're having a great time And uh, you go through the whole ride It's a blast You get to the end, okay And a special song comes on A special song that really kind of sums up the 80s, you know? Cherry Pie by Warrant. No, but that's a close one. Okay. It's The Final Countdown. Okay. By? Europe. Okay, I, I couldn't remember. Oh, yeah. I, I was just... like, I thought you were trying to stump me. I'm like, oh, come God, on. no. <laughs> just real quick, Europe side note. Did you ever hear about in 1999 and right gearing up for Y2K? They did a special Y2K re-recording and re-release of it in Europe on a like a CD single. And they had to recall all of them. Why? Because they left out the letter O <gasps> Not in down Yeah Oh that's That's unfortunate Yeah So It's not my ex-wife's ringtone <laughs> Anywho Back to Hairgate So uh You totally changed my little flow I had going there Sorry My story flow So they're playing the quintessential 80s classic The Final Countdown Yes, and DJ John Michael Looks over at Dennis and he says You need the 80s hair, you need to let it go And so Dennis Morton Takes out the ponytail And he lets his hair Flow and he does a little hair dance Okay? Yeah And uh, the ladies went crazy If I've seen one meme this week I've seen a thousand <laughs> They have They've slowed it down. They've fa- they've sped it up. They've they've put new music to it. They have emoticons all over it. Whatever you can do to Dennis Morton. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure they've done a few things to it. It's been done, and uh, Dennis had some fun with it. He went out on Instagram and uh, he said, "Hairgate, it's a thing." Like he was <laughs> he was uh, enjoying people's remarks and their <laughs> their enthusiasm for the ride. So uh, it caused a stir. It caused a stir, and some of the guys aren't real happy about it. 
Why? Well, I mean, they weren't like annoyed at the ride. They were just like, ugh, women. Like, that's what they were like. I, I, I'm sorry, but on behalf of men, <laughs> shut up. I know, right? Like, have you seen a beer commercial in the last 40 years? Have you seen any commercial? Yeah. Hell, what, what is the one with like, where's the meat? What is that one? They have like women wearing no clothes, where's eating the a burger. Clarabelle no, or whatever. No, the one where they're like, Arby's, we have, whatever the one is. I'm getting all my commercials. Oh, the mixed Hardy's up. one that was basically just a woman eating a, a giant hamburger. Burger while fingering herself Yes yeah. that's the one Like so yeah Men get over it Yeah It's like This is point This is like point oh 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 one percent Of yeah. what women have to deal with And it's And I a, might be overestimating And it's a real dude Like we actually have access to him Unlike the model In yeah. the commercial So I'm not saying He's going to date anyone From the Peloton community I'm just saying That like we can actually Talk to him right. When we meet him there's a win. <laughs> yes. So, so yeah. Dial it down. Yeah, and, and I didn't see a ton of it. I, yeah. I I don't mean to go crazy about that because it really wasn't all over the place. It was just you know they were there were some men that were just like I'm whatever. Yeah, this is dumb. And honestly, if I could put on my feminist hat for a second, <laughs> something I don't say. I know very double often. standards and all. Double standards. Uh, no, I'm not even going to say double standards. I'm going to say uh, if you're a man and that upsets you, then perhaps you should check yourself before <laughs> you. Ogle or comment on a woman Moving yeah, forward because right. Now you know how they feel <laughs> I'm like the Phil Donahue of the clip out Well you know you know what Now that you went down this road I am gonna say That there were also women and Men that said that they didn't like that the People were objectifying Dennis and he's our Instructor and we should have more respect for him than that And um well, I objectify you and I still respect you. <laughs> I know. Why is that to be one or the other? Doesn't have to be either or. And why can't people just have fun with it? Yeah, I think I, this seems like pretty harmless fun. It was harmless. And he's so. okay with it. Yeah. So um, if if uh, Me Too has taught me anything, he consented. <laughs> so he did. It, he's the one that took his hair down. We okay. just enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> Now you do sound like a man If he didn't want the attention Then he shouldn't have taken his hair down I mean if he didn't why, want me to look Why did he dress like why that Why did he dress like that I don't know How and much did you have to drink Before that ride Dennis <laughs> They had a blast It was a great ride Lots of fun I definitely recommend Taking that ride If you have not taken it yet And judging by the number of people That I saw Had already taken it When I got around to it Plenty have <laughs> <laughs> So big news for the OPP this week Yeah There was a name change there was John Foley posted Which you know Doesn't happen all that often yeah. And uh it used to be the official Peloton writer page. It is now the official Peloton member page. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I guess because you can't ride a tread. Well, yeah, you can. I mean, it would just get awkward. It's a very short ride. <laughs> <laughs> Boop. will end up on fail army. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it... Uh, that's how OK Go lost their bass player They want to have everything included You know, regardless of whether yeah. or not it's the tread It's the bike or or whatever Is to come after that And I think it also sends the message that they're not going to Break up their Facebook pages Into separate pages for each Piece of equipment, whatever else Might be in the pipeline Yeah, I, I think it definitely sends that message However, you know, I mean Everybody's got an opinion And there were certainly uh, There was a loud majority I, I won't say majority There was a loud contention of people Who complained that You know Why why are we keeping these together I, I ride the bike And I don't want to read about the tread Or I want the tread And I don't have any interest in the bike And in a way I kind of feel like it's a tacit endorsement Of all these kind of 
subgroups and tributaries that have popped up for whether it be instructors or the Peloton Tread Group or what have you, FabFit40. There's all these different, you know, ways to interact with Peloton based on your own needs, wants, desires, group, age, what have you, religion, right? There's a Jewish group. And and so, um, so it's like, I think that's their kind of tacit endorsement of we're going to be, we called it one Peloton for a reason. We're going to be in this place and we're going to talk about all our products. And if you, and if you want to join a Peloton tread group, it's over here. If you want to join whatever. So that I, that's how I kind of read it too, is it's their way of saying that like, we're not going to monitor all these other channels, but they're out there. If you want them, we're right here. Yeah, I I will say the argument to that is, and I think you're totally right with everything you're saying, but there are 80, there's almost 90,000 people on this page now. Right. It's only going to grow, obviously. Yeah. So um, if everybody's got an opinion and they're all in one place, it's only going to get worse. It's only going to get louder. It's only going to get more crowded. And yeah. I think that's the general concern. And and I get your point that in Peloton saying, hey, well, then go to those other ones, too. Like, you know, right. you don't have to stay here. But I think people miss the old days of, you know, that connectedness of the bike, specifically the bike. And I think that that there should be a group of OG riders that start. I th- I think we need a, a little OPP part two for just the bike. Yeah, I bet you somebody would start something like that. I I think it's I think it's needed. I think it would pull back that original. We need some strong leaders who have a great attitude, and they're not going to let the bullshit get out of hand. Yeah, and that's always rough because one person's bullshit is another person's. That's why I said OG writers because they already had it down. Like yeah. they they put in place that they just genuinely had it, and then. It keeps it keeps kind of degrading more and more. The more new writers we get, the larger that pool is, and everybody's got a counterpoint to everything. Yeah, I just where would the cutoff point be for OG in terms of who gets to be involved? I don't mean OG writers are only allowed in it. I mean like a core group should be the admins of it because gotcha. they have that spirit, that original spirit yeah. of of Peloton. They know it better than anybody, and so I I just think that they should admin it. I don't think that it should be inclusive of only the OG writers. It should be open to anybody who has that same as long as they abide by the rules. And the rules being don't don't be an ass, then you get to be part of the group. Yeah. You know, it's funny because it's like I get what people are saying about how uh, how it's not like it used to be. So you lost that. You right? did. But what did you gain? Now I mean, you, you gained now a lot more people. You gained a lot more people. You gained all these subgroups that can mm-hmm. talk about things that are hyper specific. You gained um, a treadmill, maybe more. Absolutely. Like, you know, like you. So like it's a it's a trade off. It is. And you're you know, you're not going to if you and if you and you all and you also gained this product still existing. Right. If that if that group was still at 8000 people, this company would be out of business. Absolutely. And so. So while I understand the longing of the small community, most people never experienced it. It's it's absolutely true. And again, I'm not saying that the the OPP in any format should go away. I'm just saying sure. I think I think it's a great opportunity to have a group that's just focused on the bike. Like if we're going to have one for the tread, have one for the bike. Right. Absolutely. Um, I don't think that the OPP needs to go away. I think it's sad that there's people that ruined the spirit of it. Period. I, I agree it, with that. You can't post anything without somebody being an ass. You, yeah. It's, it doesn't matter how simple it is. Somebody says yeah. something negative. I, I agree with that. And and I guess my point was just that that's the price for success. And growing. Absolutely. Yeah. There's, yeah. A, there's a line in the movie Inherit the Wind. Yeah. Uh, 
and where they talk about progress. And, uh, and he says, progress has never been a bargain. You have to pay for it. Sometimes I think there's a man who sits behind the counter and says, all right, you can have a telephone, but you lose privacy and the charm of distance. Madam, you may vote, but at a price, you lose the right to retreat behind the powder puff or your petticoat. Mister, you may conquer the air, but the birds will lose their wonder and the clouds will smell of gasoline. It's very. Yeah, there is a price. Yeah. And that's your price. Assholes. Yeah. (laughs) The price of progress. Is asshole. <laughs> Sorry. Well, just an idea. I hope. I hope. I hope it happens. I hope there's another group, and I hope that uh, we get back that spirit in another place. I like to think maybe we got it back here. <laughs> like we say, we read the OPP, so you don't have to. So you, if you're looking to avoid carbs, it's always a challenge trying to find bread that fits in with your keto lifestyle. Right, because you want to make sure that it tastes good and you want to make sure it has good ingredients. So I think Hero Bread does both. Especially when you're in the store, you are overwhelmed with bread choices. Yes. And I've had other breads before that claim to have low net carbs and you are certainly sacrificing taste texture size yes none of that with hero bread no because sometimes on the ones that have the low net carbs they have like no substance to it (laughs) it's like eating air it is and hero bread actually really tasted good and it felt like a solid piece of bread like i did not feel like i was giving up something i was surprised at how big each slice of bread was here's the real test of a piece of bread (laughs) i didn't make a sandwich with these I just had toast. Which you love, because you have toast almost every day. I do. It was the (laughs) best textured bread of this sort that I've ever had. And if you're doing the math, it's zero to one grams of net carbs, zero gram sugar, and high in fiber. So don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code TCO at checkout. That's TCO at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Man, there is nothing worse than when you buy a pair of sunglasses and then you lose or break them. I would agree. So what do we do about that? (laughs) Well, that's where Gooder comes in. Their sunglasses are $25 each, so nobody likes to throw away $25, but it's a lot better than throwing away a hundred or more dollars on a pair of broken sunglasses, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I have to say, that's not my favorite part about Gooder. My favorite part about Gooder is that when I run, they don't slip, they don't bounce, and they're 100% polarized. Um, And they also come in like a million different colors and styles for your $25 you're not sacrificing comfort safety or style if you want to support the show and pick up a pair gooder is giving the clip out listeners free shipping on their first order just go to gooder.com slash tco that's g-o-o-d-r.com and use code tco to get free shipping gooder offers a 30 day money back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Find your pair at gooder.com slash TCO and use code TCO to get free shipping. Don't have to. So speaking of the tread. Yes. And all the chaos it's caused. Now there's a new home for them. Yes. It's uh, opening in the West Village. There's going to be a an entire studio dedicated to the treadmills. So the address is 140 West 23rd. I hear it's about a 20 to 30 minute walk from the current studio. Now, do you know how close it is to the Chick-fil-A? No. I'm just trying to figure out what I can do while you're doing it. I don't know yet. Okay. 
And uh, it opens on May 1st. What a coinky dink. Yeah, it's just in time for HRI. It's going to be opening weekend. How freaking exciting is that? And they actually had an entire uh, website start up this week. You can go in and start scheduling rides if you haven't already. Well, I say rides. I was going to say, I not, got not rides. You can start scheduling classes. So it looks like it's a separate website right now. I don't know if it will always be. Um, it's the studio.onepeloton.com. But then it's got like a bunch of stuff after that indicating it's kind of like a special sneak preview. But you can go in and start signing up for classes. From what we can tell, at least at this point, there's nothing to indicate that it's going to be on the app at this point. It's only if you show up in person to take a class. Gotcha. But I don't I don't know if that's going to be the case or not. Uh, obviously, they haven't started shipping treads. Right. So people at home can't use them. I don't see why they would start releasing content to the app until they start releasing the treads. Yeah, I wonder if the existence of the studio is just so they can build content. So when you get the treadmill, there's already, you know, two or three hundred on demand classes, because if not. Well, I've heard that they've already been doing that. So I don't I don't know. I think it probably also has to do with they have to start hiring people. (laughs) Sure. And, And so I don't know, like those people need to be able to teach classes and they need to have content. So like I think there's content that exists. But I think it's only for Rebecca or Robin But they probably need a bigger area to start doing more content Maybe they've just been using the content they already recorded To to test out people Maybe they haven't really been Maybe, maybe that was never intended to be content that made it to the public Right, like it was like a dental Yeah, exactly yeah. And uh, yeah, they're probably treating it like how a restaurant will do a soft opening yeah, you know their their grand opening is on is on May first, but they really opened it you know mid April just and just without telling anybody just to kind of deal with walk in get the waiters <laughs> get the wait staff up to speed you know and that way when they hit their big rush they're ready to go. Yeah, so you can start taking classes uh, as early as it looks like May third, and I, they open officially on May first. But I, the first class I see is May third, all of which are waitlisted or full. <laughs> I don't see anything the week of May third through May ninth is anything other than waitlisted or full. Oh, there are a few. There are a few um, still open on Tuesday and Wednesday, the ninth, eighth, and ninth. But that treadmill won't be plugged in. <laughs> so yeah. It's the price you pay. (laughs) Yeah, which makes sense that everything's full over uh, the HRI weekend. Absolutely. They're getting inundated. Yes. And the following weekend is already filling up, too. And then that's it. There's nothing after that. So the schedule online stops Sunday, May 13th. There's nothing after that. I I find that interesting, too. Yeah, that is. Yeah. Do with that what you will. I uh, wait. What's that I hear? I think I hear the stat fairy. <laughs> the stat fairy told us that there were there were one million five hundred sixty one thousand nine hundred and fifty six rides between March and February or February and March. Wow! Can you believe that? Yeah, that's, that's a ton. That's up thirteen percent over February, but basically about the same as what it was in January. Interesting. Yeah. So people are are consistent. 
They are, which is great. Yeah. Good, good consistent community. There was about 380 classes taught in, in total by all the instructors. There were 150 of them that were the shorter classes and 230 that were long. And 39% were short classes, which is 3% less than in February. It's the first time it's gone down since we've hmm. been checking in with the I wonder if that, Stat Fairy. I wonder if that's just a quirk or, you know, just like a little, a little fluke or if it's indicative of something. I don't know. I guess we'll have to kind of keep an eye on that. Live rides continue to be about 18% of the classes. Everything else is OD. And the top rides, all 30 minutes or less. And Robin's 30-minute intervals and arms ride was the number one ride of the month, taken 29,000 times. Wow. In one month. Wow. That's a lot. That's yeah. a lot of arms. <laughs> Speaking of arms, they have a new feature they just released. Yes. And you can now filter on whether or not the ride includes an arm segment or not. That's going to come in very handy if you're Richard Kimball. See the guy, the jur- the drummer. Does no, arm? oh, that would be good too. <laughs> uh, no, that's the uh, that's the the main character from the Fugitive who was constantly hunting for the one armed man. Oh. <laughs> well, I kind of was on the same. You no, know, you're track. on the same page, <laughs> making a one arm joke. Yeah. <laughs> But it's Def Leppard, not Journey. Oh, just, just, I knew it wasn't Journey, yeah, but just, that didn't sound right. But it was just, like in that era. I was just saving you the trouble of people <laughs> hitting you up on Facebook to tell you it's Def Leppard. Okay, well, thanks. I remember the video right after he came back and yeah. like he didn't have an arm. I was like really impressed, even as a kid. I was yeah, super impressed. Pretty, you got to hand it to him. <laughs> See what you did there. Uh, I, I'm not above it. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Checking in with the Peloton community. So uh, joining us via skype phone today is Angela Hunter. Hey, Angela, how's it going? It's fabulous. Hi. Hi. I would like to begin by thanking you for having an easy name to pronounce. Yeah. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you, I, my husband, for having a great last name. Yeah. That's true. That's true. It's so many times, it's like, oh, we know exactly how to pronounce this name. And we say, and they're like, no, no. it's Smythe. Oh, crap. Sorry. High school chemistry teacher, I feel your pain. Oh, yeah. Oh, Every yeah. time Matt says, I know I'm butchering this name, I'm like, I'm right there with you, Matt. Right there. <laughs> you should, like, butcher names of kids with easy names just to kind of balance it out. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Equal yeah. equal opportunity. Johnson. <laughs> No, it's Johnson. Oh, that's different. Okay. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, Angela, thank you for taking the time to hang out with us today. You're welcome. Thank you for the invite. Absolutely. I read your story. Matt Wilper shared it from his page. And um, I would love if you felt comfortable to share it with, with our audience because you have an amazing story. Oh, you're okay. Well, Matt did such a good job with my story. So years ago, I guess it was about 2008. I was no 2009. I was diagnosed with a lung tumor. Um, and I was young. I just got married. We hadn't even been married a year yet. And never smoke or anything like that. So it definitely caught us by surprise. Yeah. And, um, you know, diagnosed in October with this lung tumor. And by December, I was on the operating room table to remove the middle lobe of my lung. So you have two on one, two lobes on one side and three on the other. And I have two and two now. Oh. Um, so 20% of my lung is gone. Wow. And prior to that, I was, you know, I kind of worked out a little bit here and there, but I wasn't like athletic at all. You know, I just went to the gym because I wanted to fit into my 
clothes. Um, <laughs> so, you know, then this lung tumor and I was like, okay, I have a second lease on life. It's precancerous, but it's not cancerous. So what are you going to do with yourself? And I decided to start running. And I remember like that first 5k couch to 5k took me like 48 minutes to run my first 5k. But and you did it. <laughs> I did. I did it. And there was a lot of walking, but I did it. And every time I register for a new one and it was exciting to say, okay, my time's getting better and getting better and I'm getting better and I'm running more than I'm walking. And then I remember doing on Thanksgiving day, a 5k and they had a half marathon that runs the same route and kind of splits. And I said, next year I'm running that half marathon. And sure enough, I trained, I'd never run anything like that in my life, never trained or whatever, and just kind of started, okay, let's find a training schedule on the internet. Thank you, internet. (laughs) (laughs) It's an amazing thing, this internet. And um, I found this little schedule and I printed it out and I put it on my refrigerator and I just went out and started running. And I did my first half marathon that next Thanksgiving. And since then, I can't even count how many half marathons I've ran anymore. And even, I guess it was about two years ago now, I had an opportunity to run in an ultra marathon, like 33, 34 miles. I don't know, you lose count after 30. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Like, what's the matter anymore? Because you blacked out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, You know, like at this point, my body hurts. If I stop, I'm never going to get up again. You know, you just keep going. So, and, and the only reason I took on that challenge is because of my son. It was through Wolfson's Children's Hospital, and he was one of the faces of the campaign that year. So I said, if he's going to be one of the 55 kids, then I will run the 55K. So that's why I took on that challenge. So I started running, and you know, then my son was born, and my son was born with an undiagnosed heart condition, a very severe one called truncus arteriosus. And he had his first open heart surgery at nine days old. Oh, and yeah, (laughs) that was tough. My first and only child. And then like, okay, and by the way, he's, um, he's broken and he had to have surgery and he will never be an athlete and he will continue to have surgeries. And this is your life. And that was kind of like, wow. So, but hey, we're, we're great. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's doing well right now. And it, it's given me a new perspective on my health and what it means to be healthy. And it's given me a new perspective on what it means to be a role model for health to my child because of his condition and trying to find heart healthy ways for him to be active and work out, but not competitive sports like football or soccer or baseball. Um, So running, running was a great thing. Had a treadmill and it, it died. And my husband, it was sad in our house when the treadmill died. (laughs) (laughs) It was like, what are we going to do? My my son and my husband had the tools trying to fix the treadmill to see if they could figure out what was wrong. And after several months, it was like, okay, the treadmill is officially dead and we can't fix it. It's going to cost more to fix it than to buy a brand new one. Don't Uh. ask me how that happens. And um, my my dad and my stepmom have a Peloton. They've had that for several years, like when it first came out or something, they had one. So I'd seen it and I'd had the experience on the Peloton. But I, let's face it, I don't like that tiny little seat. (laughs) The saddle saddle issue, I know that's something that everybody like always pops up. And that was my thing. Like, I'm not a... I'm not into spin class. I'm not into cycling. Like, I'm a runner. I am a runner. But, you know, the, the treadmill bit the dust. And I said, okay, maybe maybe this is like a time for me to change it up because I've heard horror stories about knees and not being able yes. to walk from all the years of running. And let's try something new. So I said, that's a sign. The treadmill can't be fixed. It's time to just 
bite the bullet and buy a Peloton. And I bought the Peloton and I haven't looked back. <laughs> so you got used to the little seat. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it really does take about two to three weeks, depending on how often you're riding. Um, and if you take a break and go away on vacation and you come back, you have to get used to it all over again. But That's now true. it's like, it doesn't even phase me. I don't even, they're like, do you need stand up if you need a break? And I'm like, Who, just ride, just sit and ride. Just go. Like, we're good. I can do this. I can I, last a 60 minute class in the saddle. That's awesome. (laughs) I think the logic there for the little seat is they figure that the longer you ride, the littler your own seat will get. <laughs> Do you think that's <laughs> what they're going balance for? Out. I don't. I think that's what they're going for. You know, <laughs> I, I've thought about that, and I had somebody tell me once, like, no, because you're not supposed to put pressure on your butt. You're supposed to be putting pressure on your forearms, and you're holding yourself with upper body. And I'm like, but these coaches are telling me don't use your upper body. Like, don't put a lot of pressure. I'm like, I don't know. I just gotta yeah. get my core in strength. And that's <laughs> the biggest thing I've noticed for yes. um, anybody struggling with the saddle as your core gets stronger. It doesn't bother you. I mean, I even bought that big thick foam memory pad. And after like twice with this, I was like, forget this. This is worse than just let me just suck it up and, you know, deal with it for a couple of weeks and I'll be good. So it's not not even an issue anymore. Not even an issue. That's um, yeah, you get you get past it. Those those first couple times are pretty painful. And then I, I didn't have as much trouble with it this time around, but I had. I had done spinning classes a long time ago on a regular basis, and that time took me like three or four weeks for it to get more comfortable. But this time, it only took like a week. (laughs) Too, when you're like in a club and you're like, uh, people are in and out on there and they're constantly adjusting it. Like, that's the amazing part of having this bike at home. Like, nobody is adjusting it. Like, it's it's me. It's set to my liking. I don't have to like worry about that fine tune adjustment. Like, nobody's touching my bike. Like, that's my number. (laughs) Like, stay away from it. I don't have to be like, dang it, somebody moved my seat. Somebody moved my handlebars. (laughs) And riding, you know, for me, riding multiple days a week. I think really helps too because when I take a break I notice how oh, it's kind of uncomfortable when I get back on so <laughs> wow you know, wow yeah. it, it encourages you to stay consistent in your riding so that your saddle doesn't get sore <laughs> That, that's that's a good a good reason. Hey, whatever it takes to keep you on the on, on the exercise path. So, do you run at this point? Then still, you, you know, it's so funny because when we decided to that I was going to buy this Peloton, I was like, my husband said, you know, if you want to run, you just put on your shoes and go outside, so you can still run. You don't have to have this treadmill. You know, you can have the best <laughs> best of both worlds. And I was like, you're right. I don't even know where my running shoes are anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I think like for like the first couple of months, that first summer in particular, because I teach. So, you know, I have my, I have that little, the little bit of time off in the summer. Um, So that first time I was like, okay, like I'll ride one day and run and ride one day and run. And since this school year has started, I I can't tell you the last time I ran, like just to go run. No, I'm, I'm officially a cyclist. That's the word, right? Like, see, I don't even know. Like, I don't know what the term terminology is so like i'm no longer a runner the shoes are hung up i haven't registered for any races it's done i'm a fish i'm, I'm committed to this new this new path well i i was gonna ask if you had any interest in the tread but i think you answered it <laughs> <laughs> i'm like been there done that i'm like so, yeah because my stepmom is so funny as soon as it came out she's like I, i'm gonna get it like i signed up i put in the down payment i'm getting the tread and i'm like what what are you talking about because i didn't get to check the email like she did i was at work already and then she's like go check your email and i was like okay okay and i went and i checked my email and I was like oh I was like this sounds really nice I would have loved this when I was running but like no I'm good I'm good with the bike now <laughs> she like, has converted 
<laughs> I, I am. I am. A, I have 100% converted. I am officially part of the Peloton family. <laughs> so, Welcome but I think home. it's especially great if you had, you know, more people in the house that were using it and to have the opportunity to have both pieces of equipment for cross training. And especially if you have teenagers or, you know, kids that are in sports and having to do both, I, I could see the benefit of both 100%. That's absolutely true. I can't wait to get mine. I say we're, uh, we're about to see the benefit of both, yeah. I suppose. <laughs> Oh, are you going to start running? Since no. You're I, the, you no. run at least? No. Oh, I think you probably have a better chance to get me on the bike than you do get me to run. Because at least on the bike, I can sit down. But you can walk on the treadmill. Yeah, oh, that seems kind of lame. And see, like, on the, and then you don't have to worry about saddle sores. Yeah. See? <laughs> What's going on? This took an ugly turn. <laughs> I will witness the benefit of both. Oh, but you're not going to partake. Well... I kind of partake. Oh, God. <laughs> it becomes a family event. At least in my house, it does. Like, Mommy's on the bike. It's, my son's four, so it, you know, becomes an event to keep him out of harm's way and me in the zone, which I will say is another great thing about the bike is it's not as stressful if he gets closer as it was with the treadmill because oh, I was yeah. always, like, paranoid that he would accidentally try to jump up on the treadmill and sure. he can't necessarily jump on the bike. And I can stop the bike so much faster than I could stop the treadmill. So that's like a really good point. I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah. So uh, I have a question about your son, if it's okay to, yeah, to yeah, back go up. For it. So what, uh, so uh, say it again for me. Cause it was very medical. I can't, I'm not good at those sorts of words. I know. I've, I've had a couple of years of practice. I, um, sadly, I'm sure you have. Yeah. He has congenital heart disease and his specific condition within there is called truncus arteriosus. And so what does that mean for people? So for the for the average person, yes. uh, what that means is that the vessels coming out of his heart were truncated, just like it sounds. Instead okay. of being a bunch of separate vessels, it was just one vessel. Oh, um, And your heart, for anybody who doesn't know, has four chambers, two on the top and two on the bottom. And then you have blood that goes out to the body and blood that goes out to the lungs. He only had two chambers, top and bottom. They weren't divided into four separate chambers. Oh. And then he only had one vessel coming out. So his quote unquote red blood blue blood was mixing leaving the body and coming back into the body oh my gosh yeah so that first surgery was the initial repair to kind of make his heart functionable and it it was a long surgery I think it was like eight eight hours of open heart surgery with him on bypass and everything at nine days old so they built the two they divided the heart into four chambers and then he was completely missing the part that goes from the heart to the lungs so they had to put in an artificial piece i didn't Um, even know they could do that that's amazing that our technology has gotten to that point i mean it's beyond amazing because if if i would have been born with his heart condition they pretty much would just sent me home to die Um, So I think it was like 1982-ish when they started doing successful repairs on his type of heart disease, his congenital heart defect. A lot of the kids 
that had those initial repairs of his condition are just now becoming adults in their 30s. So there's a lot that we really don't know yet about his long term life expectancy. So how are how are those kids doing? Do they well, seem to be, you know, it's 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 interesting. You know, they're I the oldest kid that I know with his particular that I've actually met face to face with his particular condition is seven. So I personally have never met somebody face to face. I've through Facebook and social media, the power of social media. Um, I've had contact with people who are older and it's a mixed. And even within his, you know, within congenital heart disease, you have so many different types of condition. I think it's like roughly like 32, 36 different versions, some more complex than others. And then even within those conditions, you have versions. So like within his particular condition, there's four different versions and um, his is one of the much more complex ones completely missing that vessel so I haven't really met a lot that are as complex as his um, so so we really don't know too much about them but I'm optimistic you know yeah um, sure. absolutely and technology <laughs> and, and, just keeps getting better and better yeah. and and you are doing things to keep him strong and healthy so I mean you're you're doing I'm all so the things right I am trying so hard, you know, with his, and that's the thing, he has this artificial piece. So as he grows, that artificial piece does not grow. So he has to have continual surgeries to upsize that artificial piece. But there's so much going on right now with stem cell research and 3D printers. And, you know, we we banked his core blood not knowing. Um, so I've got his stem cells sitting in a freezer somewhere. Like, don't freak out on me, people. Um, I can defrost my own, my son's own stem cells and, um, you know, put that in the 3D printer and ta-da, hopefully, you know, he'll get a vessel that will grow with him. But then the flip side of that is like right now, he's very, very small and very petite for his age because because his heart's just working so hard. And sure. you know, this this conversation here that I had with his cardiologist that I'm about to talk about is what r- really is the driving force for me as far as being a role model for my son. I remember his cardiologist telling us years ago, early on, I said, what can I do as a mom you know, to best help my son with this condition. And, you know, the original school of thought was these these heart kids need to be sedentary. They can't be active because we can't stress the heart because the heart is already stressed so much. And they would go from underweight to obese and they had to make a shift. The medical field had to make a shift in regards to, okay, we need to approach these kids a little bit different. How do we get them active and healthy but heart health, that's not, you know, what needs to be done for them. That's where like heart rate training really came into play for me and really learning what I could about that and focusing on heart healthy where I'm not overstressing the heart, reading the heart rate, knowing the zones and knowing how to, you know, work in that so that I could train my son and help him as he gets older, monitor his heart and say, okay, I can work out. I I can't play football, but I can run to my limits. I could bike, I could swim to my feelings. So, you know, trying to show him that being active is an important part of that lifestyle, you know, is, is really important, not just for me so that I can continue to fit in my clothes, um, but also for him so that he can see, like, I need to take care of my heart. And in working out, there's smart ways to take care of my heart. So then it's basically like learning how to exercise, like knowing where your where your lines are so you don't cross over. Yeah. Like I I had to like and that's the thing. Like when I started going like I was going to the gym and I was just like, okay, whatever they tell me, you just do it. And, you know, you just 
work hard and how, how many calories do I burn? Like that was the goal always. How many calories? Sure. And now it's like a whole new thing. It's not about the calories. It's about like rest day. Like I never took a rest day. Like, oh, that's for the wimps, you know, whatever. Like sure. I want to eat another piece of pie. Who can take a rest day when I want to eat pie? <laughs> so like, and I still want to look decent in my bathing suit. So I, I can't have a rest day. I need to be like, you know, hardcore bottles of the wall the whole time. And you know, learning like it's okay to take a rest day and still work out these low impact classes. And, and that's why I love the power zone training because it's like, there's numbers and there's a method to it. It's not just me randomly guessing based on what instructors throw out at me. Yeah. So you don't have to choose like, so you have some structure within Yeah, it automatically keeps you from working too hard all the time because you have that structure built in. Or not hard enough. Okay. Like that was that was my issue. And that's actually why I had contacted Matt privately, you know, to say thank you. Because I realized after doing the six weeks challenge that I was not pushing myself to my full capabilities. Wow. I was holding back in particularly like zones one, two, and three, I was kind of pushing pretty good. But my zones four, five, and six, I I was holding back because I was afraid of stressing my body too much or stressing my, you know, okay, is this too much? Is my, you know, am I too high? Am I too, am I pushing too much? So that for me was very eye opening. Like, wow, I'm way stronger physically than I realize. Wow. That's really empowering. Yeah, it was. And that's why I had to tell Matt, thank you. <laughs> like, you're amazing. Thank you. <laughs> he is such a great coach and such a nice person. He's just, he's a good guy. Um, he was our first he, guest. He was. Uh, I, I mean, I've really like just fallen in love with him in a non-creepy stalker way. She wants to put like, a little asterisk on that. Yes, but not in a... Yes. You know, I teach high school, so you have to put like an asterisk on oh, everything. Oh, like, And caveat. Let me, let me just preface yes, it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I love it. And I love like, you know, when he gets all science and nerdy, I totally geek out and I love it, you know, and it's, yes. just, it's fun for me. And what you totally hit it. It was so empowering to be in charge of myself and not feel like I would, I mean, even though I'm not riding in a room with a bunch of people, let's face it, that competitive edge comes in and you're looking at that leaderboard and you're kind of thinking like, what's this person like? And what's that like? And you see people on Facebook and you're commenting and you can't help but compare even <laughs> though you shouldn't compare. I know because your bike is totally different than my bike. But if we're next to each other on the leaderboard, you know, I'm going to try to pass you and vice versa. <laughs> yeah, definitely. There's time, you know, when Robin's like, use that. We're working together, you know, and I'm like, oh, come on. You know, and I'm, she's like, go ahead and break. And I'm like, no, I'm still going because I'm trying to beat that person. <laughs> you know, my competitive side comes in. But it's true. You do, everybody has their own story. And, you know, I was reading some of the posts the one time and somebody's like, yeah, but I'm like six foot two and weigh 230 pounds or I'm only, you know, five foot one and 120 pounds, you know, so everybody has their different builds and the different power they can bring into it. And that's what's nice about the power zone is it's really customized to you and what you need in that moment. So like, for women, like if you're pregnant, you know, you can dial it down for your pregnancy. Or if you, you know, have been off with an injury, like my dad just recovered from cancer. So he's taken a break from the bike and now he's getting back into it and he knows he can't start where he left off. Right. So, you know, that's the fun thing about power zone and the FPT, like it meets you where you are to get you to that next level. So does your dad use your bike or does he have his own? 
No, no, no. My dad and my stepmom live up in Pennsylvania, so they have their own bike, um, and they actually talked me into buying my bike. (laughs) I live in Florida. They're in Pennsylvania. That was going to be my next question is who took the plunge first? (laughs) My dad, like he had it, like I'm telling you, like years ago, I had never even heard of this thing. I was like, what is this fancy bike my dad's got? He's always got the newest, greatest, best thing. And I'm like, okay, what's this fancy thing? And he's telling me about it. I'm like, yeah, whatever. That's just for like rich people, whatever. And um, (laughs) And then, you know, I came up a couple of summers and I was like, okay, well, let me ride. And I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. And my stepmom got me um, Robin's book and she gave it to me and I read that and I was like, okay, this is kind of fun. And, and then my, like I said, my treadmill died and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do this. And I started seeing the little Facebook pop-ups and all that. And <laughs> it's so funny because now when it pops up, like the commercial is on TV all the time now. Yeah. Yeah. And my son, so funny. He's like, look, that's what mommy has. That's just like, look, there you are, mommy. <laughs> well, buddy, that's not me, but okay. Yeah, that is what mommy has. <laughs> that's what you look like to him. That's right, which is pretty yeah, cool. That, that just makes me like smile because I'm like, I don't think my legs move that fast. <laughs> I don't think I'm moving that fast. I've like started watching myself in the mirror and I'm like, oh, maybe my legs are moving that fast. And I just don't. <laughs> Thank you, Matt, for making me do those spin-ups. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. I have a love-hate relationship with the spin-ups. Not going to lie. <laughs> is your son like, why is it Matt in the commercials? <laughs> uh, you know, not not really too much because um, most of the time when I ride, it it's early in the morning and they're sleeping. And let me tell you, that was the other amazing thing about the bike versus the pellet, the um, treadmill. Cause when it first came, we, we have a large master bedroom. So the treadmill was in the bedroom. So I could like have my privacy from everybody when I ran in the afternoons, but I couldn't ride, run in the morning and I'm a morning workout person you know, up at 5am, get my workout done and head off for the day. And uh, so when the bike got delivered, I remember looking at my husband, I said, we might need to find a new place for this. He's like, well, I'm not rearranging the living room. And I'm like, I want to like work out in the morning. And if this is going to make noise, like, you know, I want to be able to get that morning workout. And he says, I got on the bike that first afternoon for that first ride when it came. And he's like, well, that thing's pretty quiet. I was (laughs) like, it is. (laughs) And uh, he's like, well, get up in the morning and do your ride and we'll just see how it is because our son co-sleeps and you know the bike's like not even like four feet from where they're sleeping and I get up and I ride and I ride the second day and I asked him the second day I'm like so is it bothering you he's like have you even rode (laughs) (laughs) there's your answer like yeah I've ridden twice and he's like I I didn't hear anything so they're just like saw-in-law like they're just like snoozed out next to me and I'm like yes (laughs) you just put the headphones in and you turn the monitor brightness down and they're oblivious (laughs) Um, but I did have the squeaky pedal issue like a couple months into it you know I know that's another big huge controversy there on um, the Facebook post and all and uh so I was like scrolling through okay how do I make this squeaky pedal stop um whoever told me about the liquid graphite thank you um (laughs) my husband and my son are much happier now so like you know you kind of learn some things and then my husband did say he's like well if you get like in whatever class you take on Tuesday like you get huffing and puffing and that kind of wakes me up (laughs) (laughs) that's Robin (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) like and then um (laughs) here recently We've had issues like trying to keep our dog out of the bedroom. So we've been closing the door. And now he's like, you know, kind of like smells like a gym in here in the morning. And I'm like, listen, you either have the dog in the bed or it smells like a gym. Pick and choose. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, that's the amazing part is that I can get up in the morning and take that 6 a.m. class and ride while both boys are sleeping. And I'm not missing any quality time with them. 
Yes. And I still have that workout. And that's how I fit that in. Cause I know that's always like, well, how do you have time to like do it? And you have to make time, you know, you do have to make time and prioritize, but there's times when I come home and like Wednesdays I have to be at work early. So I come home on Wednesdays and ride or on the weekends. So my son sees me ride and, but I always have the headphones in and, you know, so he, they can say whatever they want. It doesn't matter. You know, we got, <laughs> so he doesn't need to hear that, but he actually, you know, he would kind of climb on it and like, let me ride. And of course his little legs can't hit the pedal or anything. So, cause he's so tiny, but my dad for Christmas last year, year before, year before last for Christmas, when that Fisher price kids Peloton, yeah. the little kids bike came out. Yeah. Of course it showed up at our house. Like my dad and my stepmom <laughs> after him. I, I think I sent them a picture of him trying to get on the Peloton and that showed up like four days later. Thanks, Papa. Um, so he, he likes to ride next to me. Can I, can I work out with you? And I'm like, absolutely, buddy. Absolutely. Like get on here until he gets frustrated because he can't like shoot the pineapple where he wants it to go. <laughs> I have to stop my ride to adjust the pineapple and where's my pause button. So, <laughs> so his doesn't have one either. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> Nobody has a pause button. <laughs> so how does that work in terms of since you kind of have to like you want him to exercise but not get past a certain point like how do you how do you keep tabs and know where where his line is well you know it's it's pretty easy right now because he's only four so it's not like he's going out there and like you know winning any hardcore competitive races or anything like right. that so you know, four-year-olds are pretty easy to maintain <laughs> but he he's really good about you know we've always talked about his heart condition with him and it's always been an open conversation you know he knows he's different obviously he has this huge zipper scar on his chest and his bullet holes and all that so from the chest tubes <clears throat> sorry he does not have real bullet holes let me make sure that's clear to everybody <laughs> out there so you know we've always had these conversations and i have the stethoscope you know i listen to him and i feel him because he's prone to um, what's called SVT, where his heart will go into these super fast heart rates. And he gets blue around his mouth a little bit when he gets like overly worked up. And I kind of have to say, okay, so there's indications that I look for, you know, you just learn these things. A a normal person would probably have no clue. Like just, I don't, this kid looks just like, okay, whatever. But you, you pick up on things and you have hints. He's good now kind of about self-regulating and with the bike and what he's doing on the little kid's version of the unofficial Peloton. Um, (laughs) I'm sure there's like some infringement with me saying that name when it's not really a Peloton. <laughs> Sorry, I'm offending. You know, he he's not going like hardcore like I am, but at least he's there and he's moving. And, and it's nice because it's got the tablet and it's got word games connected. So as a teacher, I love that he's wording letters um, in numbers and shapes and words. So, so right now it's easy to kind of regulate him. And actually we go Thursday to the cardiologist for his six month checkup right now. And um, I'm, I'm a little anxious because I know he's been, He's been pause. He's been taking breaks more. Like when he's at the playground, he'll just kind of go sit down. I'm like, "What's wrong, buddy? Like, is everything okay?" And he says, "Well, yeah, yeah. Just my my heart's beeping a little, whatever. Like my heart's beeping a little hard, or my heart's beeping fast, or my my heart's beeping different. So I just I just need to sit and take a little rest." And I'm like, "Okay, take your little rest." And then when he's done, he just gets up and goes again. Does so. he really say beeping? Yes, he says beeping. That's adorable. <laughs> he doesn't say beeping. He says beeping. Oh says, my, my gosh. Heart, like he comes, he'll come to me and he'll say, mommy, can you get your stethoscope and listen? Cause my heart is beeping funny. And I'm like, okay, I'll listen to it beep. <laughs> so, and he, you know, he'll listen to, you know, he has his like, you know, a little stethoscope that he uses and he likes to listen to other people's hearts and stuff. So, so he's, he's kind of in tune. I guess I don't think many four-year-olds would be as in tune, but when you're part of this, 
heart community. I mean, I think a lot of our kids in the heart community are very in tune with their hearts. So that would that would stand a reason. It yeah. would. Yeah. I mean, that's clearly a big part of their life. So, yeah, that, that does make sense. So yeah. is, is it just something uh, not just that I'm not trying to trivialize it, but is it, is, is it only something that he has to be concerned about physical exertion or like, yes. could he also have something like if he saw a scary movie or, you, you know, you almost got in a car wreck, God forbid, or something, you know what I mean? Like something like stress. Yeah. Like stress. You know, that's a really good question. Um, oh, great. I, I gave know. you something new to worry about. <laughs> Son of a bitch. No, no. <laughs> so, so I'm going to mark that right now. I'm going to type that note into my phone. So when I see his doctor on Thursday, I can say, okay, now I have a new one for you. How about yeah. this? Yeah. Um, <laughs> good job, Tom. Yeah. What if I take him <laughs> to see Friday the 13th? It's, it's so funny. It's so funny. Cause I, I mean, I remember the first, like the first year in particular, I was always like, we would go every two months to cardiology and we'd go in and I'd be like, his doctor is Dr. Keebler. And I say, is, is this like a normal baby thing? Or is this a heart baby thing? Like, I don't know the difference. I'm a new mom. Like what's the difference between heart babies and normal babies. And he's like, I think this is normal kid stuff. <laughs> okay. He's like, they he's all so poop. It's, it's not a heart thing. Just like, I'm like, he's not eating. Like he's like, he's not sleeping. Is this like heart or normal? You know, and same thing with the pediatrician. They just giggle. I mean, we have amazing, medical team and they are just so supportive and so great and you're seeing them so constantly that you you really do build a relationship and it's it's like part of your family with them you know and it's just it's funny but yeah so no but that's a, that's a really good question about how things that are scary or things that would like get our adrenaline pumping how that affects his heart a little bit different i do know like um like baths whenever he gets like the other day he is he was out playing in the yard and he got a bath. And I mean, we did not give him a cold bath. I mean, it was just, you know, normal kid temperature bath. But the whole rest of the day, he's like his hands and his feet were just so cold. He couldn't quite warm back up. Um, and a lot of that is because of his circulation. And like when it gets a little bit shut down and slowed down. So that kind of stuff happens. But and I'm going to have to ask him. I'm, I'm going to ask him next time we watch something. <laughs> <laughs> great. Give, uh, great. Now I've given him something to worry about, too. Let's go on sitting on the couch listening to his heart as he watches a sad movie. <laughs> yeah. Every time you're going to put this stethoscope on him and just be like, Bah. <laughs> just, you. Just be like, mommy, what are you doing? I'll be like, well, you know, this guy said this thing and it made me think. And you know, here I am now. <laughs> Well, I'm, just, I'm for, just a picture of that one when it happens. I'm going to tag you. <laughs> oh, just just for that, Angela, you, you have to listen to podcasts from now on. Like that's. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just teasing you. <laughs> She's never going to hear my voice again after this. <laughs> <laughs> She's like you've done enough damage. Yeah. <laughs> she won't even listen to her own interview. No, <laughs> don't blame her. Oh gosh. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> uh, well, you've what has the Peloton community been like for you? It's been amazing. Like, in and I know I kind of mentioned that, like. I don't post a lot. I'm more of like a reader, but not a poster. Um, and it, it's been awesome to like see all the different stories and to hear all the different things. And even the little tricks and tips, like buy some liquid graphite to make the squeak go away. And that's natural. And um, so it's neat to see like all the different types of people out there and all the different ages and sizes and health and how frequent or how not as frequent they ride and who they like to ride with and 
but everybody for the most part, you know, me personally, I've experienced has been just so positive and cheering each other on. And, you know, and that's like when Matt said, Hey, can I, can I post this? I think it would be inspirational to others. And I'm like, I'm like looking around. I'm like, is he talking to me? I'm like, what? Who am I? Like, have you seen some of these people that post their stuff? Like, do you know they're riding through chemo and all this crazy stuff? And I'm like, holy cow! Like, who who am I to like inspire anybody? And I said, yeah, I don't care. Whatever, you know. Just I'm an open book. Put it out there. And um, the feedback that came just really overwhelmed me in a positive way. And it was just like, wow, like it just kind of was like, okay, you, you kind of forget who you are and what you've been through and what your story is. Cause you just, you just get caught up in the moment of the hustle. And, and really I reached out to him because I was feeling so strong and, you know, I was so appreciative of that six week challenge, but he says this all the time in a class, you know, when we're pushing ourselves about feeling your lungs expand. And when you feel like kind of coffee or congested afterwards, that's because your, your lungs are physically expanding. And that one day when he said it, it just kind of made me pause because I had forgotten about my health and my lung. And when he said that that day, I just started crying. And I'm like, why am I crying on this bicycle? What is wrong with me? It'll do that and, to you. Um, <laughs> no, Alex always, I mean, Alex gets me crying. Everybody always gets me crying. Someone, and I just had to pause and I'm like, what? And then I was like, oh my gosh, you're right, Matt. And I'm like talking to Matt and I'm having this whole calm one-way conversation with him on the bike. And I'm like, you're right. Like I forgot my lung literally is expanding because I remember after my surgery, I said, you know, I'm only in my twenties and you've just taken out this lobe of my lung. What's going to happen as I get older and my function starts to deteriorate. And I remember the doctor saying, the body is amazing and it will compensate and it will adapt and it will change. And it's all those things that the instructors are talking about, pushing yourself to the challenges and adapting and changing and being comfortable with uncomfortable. And um, so in that moment when he said that, I was like, you're right. Like my lung literally does have to expand to fill in that gap. And then it kind of made me say, what is my ranking on this leaderboard right now? Give yourself some credit, girl. Like you are here and you are missing part of your lung and you are not riding multiple times a day and you are not like this Olympic athlete and you're, I I wish I could get paid to just work out all the time. (laughs) I don't know how people get those gigs. Like I, how do I get that instructor gig? You know, and I'm I'm like, I wish I could be home and just work out all the time. And I'm not, you know, and I'm lucky if I can fit in four rides a week, getting up at 5 a.m. to get on the bike at six, you know, so that I can get that ride in and be proud of yourself be proud of yourself and who you are and where you are and the strength that you have right now and how far you came from the first test to the second test because I had just taken the second FPT test after the challenge and my numbers had changed and I was like my numbers are higher than Matt's like what the heck's going on with this like something's not right I did something wrong I calculated this wrong let me do this again like this is not right I can't be in zones that are higher than Matt I mean come on like he's the instructor like he's young he's fit he's healthy he's teaching he's coaches people all over the world like what the heck is going on like something's wrong something's broken so and I'm like no that's you like that's you and like I said I I was good in zones one two and three but I was not pushing myself as much as I should have in four five and six and during that challenge really getting the chance to push myself I got to see just how strong I was and I had to thank Matt and I that day I had started crafting in my head the message that I wanted to send to him telling him my my backstory and you know just thanking him for being such a great coach and thank you for pushing me 
to be a better version of me. And the whole contact to him originally was to thank him for being so wonderful. Um, <laughs> and then he kind of like flipped the script on me and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> you can both be wonderful. Yeah. That's okay. It's not either or. That's right. <laughs> no, that's right. and it's true. And, you know, and that that's what it is in this Peloton community, you know, because I'm like, oh, I'm just a mom trying to get on this bike and being in the mom group and, you know, seeing what people are saying. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, who am I to complain? This girl's like 30 weeks pregnant and she's out there riding, like, just suck it up, buttercup, like, get on there. And, you know, <laughs> and the screen names, people's leaderboard names just like crack me up. I'm like, man, why could I not be more creative? <laughs> Some of the names just make me giggle. I'm like, man, people are so smart and so funny. And I'm like, I wonder if what I think it means is what it really means. And, <laughs> I just want to like reach out to people and be like, fill me in on your like story behind your name because this is my interpretation of it. And I mean, it's just, it's, it's fun. It's if, fun. It's just if, fun. If only there was a podcast where you could hear stories like that. <laughs> <laughs> Why doesn't somebody invent this thing? I oh, know. Right. <laughs> a great idea. But you know, it's, it's so easy. I have this conversation with a certain someone in the room who I won't name because I would hate to embarrass my wife, Crystal. Um, <laughs> As he throws her under the bus. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But it's I so the tire tracks are still burning. It's so easy to become dismissive of your own achievements. And I think that's true yeah. for, for most people. Like you, you, you strive for something like, I don't know, getting an MBA. And then once you get it, you're like, oh, but there's, there's lots of people who got those. I mean, whatever. You know what I mean? And it's like, and I didn't get my college degree until I was 45. You, so you were only missing one class. But I didn't though. have it. <laughs> I didn't have it. And so, you know, I'm so I think there are probably people that have like won Oscars. And they're like, well, lots of people have won Oscars. Like, you know, big deal. No, you're, uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And so I think it's important sometimes to look at your own achievements through the through the eyes of yourself before you achieved them. It's, yeah, it's harder said than done. You mean easier? Said yeah. Easier said than yeah. done. There you go. It's harder than you would think. I knew is what, what I was you were trying. Saying. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> English is not one of her achievements. <laughs> it's true because because you know in that and you're absolutely right in what you're saying because when I was crafting in my head, I had seen where people had and, and that comes back to the fact that I don't post a lot on the public like on any of the groups or anything on Facebook because I'm like. Who am I? Like, who, who am I? What, what do these people care that I, what do I have to say? Like, I, you know, I'm, a, I'm a new to this game and, you know, I, I don't have all this experience and I'm, I'm a nobody, you know, like I'm just whatever. So like selling myself short. And that's why I sent my message to Matt privately. And when he was like, can I put it out there? And I'm like, oh, well, I guess, I mean, I didn't put it out there initially because, <laughs> you know, whatever, but I guess, yeah. Okay. If you think somebody cares. <laughs> and then, like I said, the feed, I'm like, who cares about my story? Like whatever, you know, everybody else. But the feedback was just amazing. I mean, people were just so supportive and for things even beyond just the Peloton, like so many people are like, you know, we'll, we'll pray for your son and we're thinking of you and we're cheering you. And I was like, you know, that really means a lot because we, we are a community outside of this bike. That's and right. it's things like that, you know, when I see these posts all the time, like, you know, when the natural disasters came through or, you know, somebody's going through something and they'll be like, not Peloton related, but, yeah, you know, and we're just, we're there to cheer each other on. And I think it's just because, you know, we're all working out and we got those endorphins and we're all just happy. <laughs> so. I don't know. It's, it's the best cult I've ever joined. <laughs> and she's joined a lot. <laughs> 
so glad you said that. My dad was just saying that to my husband. My dad just came to visit and he was picking on me and you know when my husband and my husband said something my dad's like yeah it's a cult you know because my stepmom's always like trying to go into the city to ride and do these things or whatever and my dad's like i'm like it's not a cult and my husband's like it's a cult <laughs> well i i choose to think of it as it is a cult but it's a healthy cult it's it's a healthy like, it's, if this is a cult sign me up because it's <laughs> healthy it's keeping me fitting in my clothes i'm gonna look good in my bathing suit on spring break sign me up I'm She's, all <laughs> spring break is gonna be her at the beach in a bikini eating pie. She's <laughs> like, I can yeah, have the pie yeah, now. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's my hut, so I don't get too much sun. <laughs> you know, I was thinking it's ironic that in an attempt to not share your story publicly, it was probably, it ended up being more public than you could have ever achieved <laughs> if you had just typed it onto the, onto the Facebook machine. So true. Yeah, you're probably 100% right because like here I am now I'm like I told my husband I was like I got invited to go like to, to be on this podcast and he's like what? <laughs> I'm like he's, he's anti-social media he's very private and I'm like complete polar opposite open book you know like what do you want to know? No secrets here. So <laughs> he was just like you're she really like, freak him out and tell him that like the first interview question was my social security number. <laughs> I'll be like, they needed to know like my my name, my address, my date of birth, you know, mother's maiden information, everything, everything's out there now. <laughs> uh, well, I guess. Um, do you have any advice that you would give to people who have just joined the community? Do you? And I know like everybody says that all the time, but that was the first thing for me is like, do you? try out all the coaches until you find what works for you. Because I, I see a lot of people say, Oh, I'm new. You know, who do you recommend? And we're all different. Like somebody can recommend somebody and who they like might not be what you like. And, you know, you've got to try different coaches. And, and even for me, like I have some coaches that I kind of stick with just because of the morning schedule. Um, but I've also found that like, it depends on my mood that day. Yeah. You know, yeah. some days you might be more in the mood for Cody. Other days you might be more in the mood for a Robin. Sometimes you're like, okay, I need to be in the zone with Matt. <laughs> um, so no pun intended. Uh, <laughs> so I think that's the biggest thing is do you. And as long as you are getting on that bike and you're making that first pedal stroke, you're already better than the people that are sitting on the couch like me. watching you. That's right, Tom. Yeah. You're already better than me. And you are. Exactly. And, you know, and the other thing is, like, for me, being a teacher, you know, a lot of my friends are like, I see your thing on Facebook. Like, pretty much all my Facebook posts anymore. Like, I just finished this ride. I yeah. Just my ride. Those are my posts all the time. And, you know, my friends start asking. They're like, yeah, but it's a lot of money. Is it worth it? 100%. Like, yes. don't think about the money. Just do it. Can you really put a price tag on your health? You know, and for me, the time, the extra time I have at home versus driving to the gym, doing this class and then driving back and maybe it is or is not the class I want with the on demand feature, I get exactly what I want when I want it. So, you know, it's it's worth it. Like it's worth it. Just suck it up and do it. <laughs> if, if you utilize the bike, if you if you figure out your cost per ride, it's. It's negligible. Oh, I thought you were going to like spit out a number. I'm like waiting no, to hear I'm, so I can back to my husband and be like, and here's the no. drum roll, please. Here's no, the the, just to back up the reason I didn't graduate from college until I was 45, that one <laughs> class was a math class. So 
<laughs> I was a, it's a mass communications degree. No, so. but somewhere on the OPP, they did a whole. There's an ROI that has been done. It's out there somewhere. So I and it's very, very effective. So if you need that, I should send it to some of my friends. Because, and I tell people all the time, I'm like, and I will admit, like my husband has kind of started writing. He just a scenic routes. <laughs> I'm like, okay, you're on a bike. I'm like, do you want me to buy you shoes? He's like, don't buy me any shoes. He just wears his tennis shoes. He flips the pedal over and he's just like, let me just like get a feel. And he, I came home, like I created him like a little account. <laughs> and then one day he's like, I took this one instructor and I'm like, oh, oh, you're taking an instructor. So he's gradually getting in there. But he's like, it's so easy. It's it's right here. It's right here. It's not hard for me to get on and just get a little workout. And if I have to stop because Blake, our son, he's having a moment, I can stop and get off and go help him, you know, whatever. And he's like, I can get back on. And, and obviously he's not in a class. <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> But, you know, it's, it's just there and it's for him and to get him started, too, so that he's worried about his health. And that's what I tell my friends all the time. I'm like, everybody in your family can have an account like your kids can do it. You can do it. Your husband can do it. Your sister-in-law comes over. She can do it. Like, you know, it, it, it's so worth it. So worth it. So um, you were talking about how all the all the leaderboard names that you love so much. What what is your leaderboard name? I am Wati underscore Hunter. OK, I, Wati- how, how did you come up with that? <laughs> well, it's really my husband has always, um, you know, kind of had like nicknames and stuff. So for I mean, years and years and years since we first met, I've been um, Watson to him because oh, that's a great idea. Watson, you're so smart, like Watson and Crickina or like, um, you know, Sherlock and Watson kind of thing, you know, just smart. And then he kind of shortened it up to Waddy. And he just calls me Waddy. Like, I'm the, I'm the smart one. I come up with the genius ideas. I'm the brains of the bunch. He's that's the beauty on the brains. That's so, um, cute. So, <laughs> so I'm Waddy. So when I got this bike, I was like, Oh, I'll just be Waddy Hunter because I mean, Angela, everybody's got Angela, everybody's got Hunter, you know, I'm not creative. And then it's kind of funny because I'm like, oh, they're always talking about wattage and like, that's your output. But that was not, <laughs> I'm not creative like that. I really wish I was. That was, that was not it. It's just, thank you, honey, for giving me a great compliment of a nickname. Well, that's good because my first thought was, well, then that makes him Sherlock. Like he just gave him the self the better but okay that's not what he's doing so i'll no he will allow his other thing too is you know he he used to be in, in one of his lives before he was an electrician so he's oh. always like you're you're just so your smile so bright just such great wattage coming from it and i'm Aww. like you're so cheesy but i love you <laughs> <laughs> i guess before we go uh, where can people find you online if you would in fact like to be found online oh yeah well like i'm on instagram i think it's waddy hunter on instagram and then um I'm on Facebook, Angela, Angela Hunter on Facebook. So I do a lot with my son, Blake Hunter. Um, you know, I use my little hashtag for him. Blake is why trying to like do heart advocacy, you know, with him. So I'm definitely out there on Instagram and Facebook. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for taking time out of what is clearly a, a busy, very busy, busy day, day to talk to us. <laughs> thank you too so much. This has been so much fun. This has been like a really easy conversation. I feel like I feel like we're best friends. I mean, <laughs> <we're even> best. <laughs> well, like, are can we you... go have drinks after this now? Like, let's go have drinks. Here's today's recipe for success. So does Angela have a recipe for us? She does. It's called the One Pan Salmon and Veggie Bake. 
It's pretty complicated, so I'm not going to read the whole thing. But wow, does it look amazing! You would think it only has one pan. How complicated could it be? <laughs> There's just a lot of steps. It's sure. actually not that complicated, but <laughs> it's just boring to sit here and read. And then two <laughs> teaspoons of right. sugar make right. the medicine go down. Right, exactly. But I will gladly post this. It looks really, really good. Awesome. And I and you wouldn't eat it because you don't like fish. You don't like vegetables. So nothing here is anything for you. No. But I would eat it right on up. When you're done, I could use that pan to make a hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> I have to wash it first though So it doesn't no, taste like salmon It's the It's a baking pan So no you couldn't oh. <laughs> Can make chicken wings <laughs> You could make chicken wings Well you could make chicken wings I was like wings. but let's face it I would be making I those I can't make the chicken wings <laughs> But if I made puppy dog eyes at you Maybe you'd make the chicken wings That's true Yeah, yeah. So uh, well if you want to find that It will be posted on our website At theclipout.com Or on Facebook At facebook.com Slash theclipout So I guess that brings us To an end of our 50 Second episode Our one year Anniversary uh, What Pray tell Is in store For them next week Michelle Brookman Awesome She is going to tell us All about the pedal On the pier Coming up Fun In June It would be nice To uh, not ride the bike In a new And exciting location <laughs> so I can't wait to have that conversation So It sounded really cool So I can't wait to hear more about it Absolutely So uh, that's what's in store next week Until then where can they find you? They can find me at facebook.com Slash crystal D. O'Keefe Or on Instagram or Twitter At Clip Out Crystal And of course on the bike At Clip Out Crystal And you can find me on Twitter At Roger Kubert Or on Facebook at facebook.com Slash Tom O'Keefe If you would like to Stay up to date with the show Throughout the week You can do that at Facebook.com slash the clip out while you're there join the group while you're in front of your internet delivery machine you can uh, swing on by iTunes where you can rate review and subscribe or I guess you could do it through whatever platform you choose to receive your podcast so uh, that's it for this episode thanks for tuning in and until next time keep peddling Slip in, set 